Guys, some of this news today is just disgustingly awesome. Welcome to the Mario Matter, your favorite Nintendo podcast episode number 77. We've made it a long way. We have one of those double digit, the seven and the seven, 77 today with your host M Swizzle or Max. M Swizzle is the YouTube name. Max is my first name, so I guess whatever you prefer, you can call me. Here is the Mario Matter, where we talk about everything Nintendo, from news to games that just came out, to Nintendo Direct partner showcases that happened this week. We talk about pretty much everything Nintendo, and guys, today is a great, great show. So, as you may know, I put all the news in this one hat right here, if you're watching the video version. It took me a while to to put every single piece of news in this hat. We have a lot of news for you to hear about today. It's all great, great news, all banging, exciting news. And then after we finish all the news here, guys, we have two big segments to, to discuss. We have my first impressions on the Splatoon 3 side order DLC that just released this week, actually, two days ago, as I as I, you know record the podcast. It's a great DLC. We have to discuss it. And then after that, we discuss the reaction the thoughts the how i felt about the nintendo direct partner showcase that aired earlier this week it was something a lot of people didn't like it a lot of people did like it what do i think we'll discuss that and at the end of all that we will answer your questions that you have asked me to answer on the show but without delaying anything without wasting your time Let's go ahead, let's dive into the Nintendo news headlines. Let's skadoodle. Welcome to the Mario Matter, the number one Nintendo podcast. No, but seriously, it did take me a while to like cut out all the headlines to put in this hat. So welcome to the Nintendo news headlines segment guys it's a good old what day is it so as i'm posting this podcast it is february 24th which is weird march is one week away next episode will be in march also to clear up one thing guys uh, there's no guest today because i have to discuss splatoon 3 side order stuff and i cannot guarantee whoever the guest would have been that they have played side order so it's just me today talking about side order and the, all the rest of it so we got some headlines. I believe we have 13 headlines to run through in this segment. All great news. Let's go ahead. Let's not waste your time. Let's uh, get a headline here, but there will, there will be a guest next week, so no worries there. All right, guys, first headline here. Oh, I was foreshadowing this, and I guess our first topic is about one of the bigger segments later on in the podcast today. Our first news headline is Splatoon 3 has been updated to version 7.0.0, plus Splatoon side order is now available. We have tons of news and informations on the side order and Splatoon update shenanigans. It's a lot of cool stuff. So, once again, Splatoon 3 has been updated to version 7.0.0. All it really is, it's not a crazy amount, but you do get some fun goodies here. So... First of all, side order has released. Players who have purchased the Splatoon 3 expansion pass Inkopolis Inkopolis and side order DLC can start the side order story by heading to Inkopolis Square from the train station in the square. I did that yesterday. I will talk about my thoughts later on in the show. And then 
For some more fun goodies, for some more fun jazz, on March 1st, 2024, data relating to Fresh Season 2024 is added to the game. This includes a new catalog, pretty cool, including new gear, titles, banners, decorations, stickers, and emotes, 153 pieces of gear added to store product lineups, one new battle stage called Marlin Airport, two new main weapons, and nine new sets of existing main weapons paired with different sub and special weapons, guys. So, oh, actually, hold on, there, there's actually more. A new Salmon Run stage, Bone Rattle Arena, and 20 new Table Turf battle cards. Sorry, I had missed the other two pieces of news because I have a Google Doc and it was like just off the page, so I had missed it there. But guys, Splatoon 3, I've kind of fallen, I don't want to say out of love with Splatoon, but I certainly don't play it as much as I used to. So I honestly can appreciate when there are new seasons like this because it gives me a reason to play again. It gives me a reason to put in the cartridge and just hit the A button and just go in, go to the main menu, hit both the triggers, spam A through the entire like splat cast when Shiver, Fry, and Big Man tell you all the news. Spam A, get through that, and then get to playing a turf war. I actually played Clam Blitz yesterday. It was it was fun. I won the game. I was able to throw the football into the balloon. Splatoon players are going to roast me. I got 10 clams and I threw the thing into the thing and I helped the team. It was just awesome. I excelled in clam blitz yesterday. But you do have a Splatoon 3 update coming. So most of that is on March 1st. However, side order is now available. And one more tidbit on side order, guys. This is not in the game, but it is a fun little piece of news. If you are a My Nintendo user, which is like the Nintendo Rewards program type of service, there's actually a Splatoon 3 side order sticker sheet on My Nintendo right now. It is essentially free. You pay 300 platinum points, which you earn passively as, you know, while you're playing your Switch. All you got to do is pay shipping, which is like $7. Um... So I guess it's not free, but I mean, here's the thing. If you buy something else on the site, like maybe uh, Mario plushie, if you buy enough Mario plushies and your total is more than 50 bucks, you get free shipping. So in that way, it does become free, but you got to pay shipping for, for something at least uh, or buy enough to get free shipping, whatever it is, guys. But that's on there. 300 platinum points. Go check it out if you'd like. All right, cool beans. Now our next headline, let's get something more juicy. Let's get something deep. Let's get something uh, fun. And by the way, guys, if you are ever bored, uh, you can feel free to skip. There are timestamps in the description. Skip around and skip to what you would like to hear about. All right, hat, you sit there. Our next news headline, what is it? Oh, snap, guys. There are new Nintendo Switch online icons available now. Now, I did just mention to you uh, platinum points are a great piece of currency in the Nintendo universe. You know, you have you have the, you have the ability to use them on icons. You have the ability to use them on physical rewards shipped to your home. But guys, if you just wanted to, if you just had the urge one day to make your Nintendo Switch profile just look bomb. That's not the right word. To to look glam. That's even worse. To look just swell 
Okay, just just swell. You can buy Nintendo Switch Online icons. I shouldn't say buy. You can redeem. That's the word for free with platinum points on your Switch. So if you are a Nintendo Switch Online member, you can redeem special icons for your Switch profile. But what are the icons that you can redeem? Because you probably already know that if you are a Switch Online member. What are the ones for this week, guys? So number one. There are brand new Mother One icons. So if you heard the news, I'll talk about it later on. So I'm kind of like spoiling a, a headline here. Mother Three, I believe, was added to the Japan Nintendo Switch Online. And so in spirit of that, since the Americans and the Europeans didn't get it, they're giving us Switch Online icons to to, I guess, make up for it. So those are out now. There are Mother 1 icons this week. Next week, there are Mother 2 icons. And the week after that, you have Mother 3 icons. And then in addition to that, we have some Splatoon 3 side order icons available now. You can go and get those. I assume they will change every week for maybe like the next three weeks or so. So check those out while you can. It's very limited time offer. And then we also have a brand new wave of Mario versus Donkey Kong icons. If you want any of those icons, it'll cost you 10 platinum points for one icon and five platinum points for the backgrounds and the frames to make the icons look even better. Now, platinum points are not very, they're, they're, they're not very hard to earn. You can earn them easily on the my nintendo website or if you're on your switch i believe there's a spot to redeem the icons you have to go to a tab in the switch online app called missions and rewards and then somewhere in there it'll say hey if you do this you can earn platinum points it's just very exciting so you can you can always go and do that but let's get to our next headline here me personally i might redeem some of the side order ones so if you have me friended on switch which most of the, most of our channel members do, then uh, you might see that pop up on my icon. I believe right now I have like a Mario, Mario icon right now. So let's see. Next headline. Oh snap, guys! Are are any of you Xbox owners? Because this is a fun little fact. You know, sometimes like reports and studies come out. Like like what, there, there 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 was there was one study that came out that we talked about where it it was found that playing Mario Odyssey reduces the like i guess depression which was a cool little fact we have one more of those types of pieces of news right here guys a report claims that 18 percent of nintendo switch owners are actually also xbox owners all, all okay guys 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 raise your hand comment down below if you're on if you're listening on a platform that lets you comment comment down below if you own a Switch and an Xbox, specifically it says an Xbox Series console, so a Series X or S, 18%. So if we have, guys, pull, pull, pull the calculator, okay, here, here, calculator. Uh, if we have 140 million Switch owners, that's million, right? 140, 000, 110, I think that's right. So, uh, 70, okay, cool. So, if we have 140 million Switch owners around that number, and we divide that by how do you how do you do the math? Oh here here, here. Google what is 18 percent of 140 million? Let's see what it tells us. Okay, uh, so that cannot be right. I think it's telling me. Oh no, oh no, that's right. So it appears 
25,200,000 people own an Xbox Series console and also own a Switch. Now that's interesting cuz how many how many Xbox Series X or Series consoles have been sold? Well, this can't be right cuz it says they've only sold 21 million of the units worldwide. So if I'm doing my my math right, uh something ain't adding up. Oh wait, hold on. As of February, they've sold 27 million. So either the report is wrong <laughs> or almost everyone who has an Xbox owns a Switch, which actually checks out because everyone that I know that has an Xbox Series console has a Switch. Now, I'm sure not, not everyone out there does, but like all the people I know have actually both consoles. So the report can add up. However, I believe something, either the amount of Xboxes sold or the amount of Switch owners uh, that have an Xbox, some number is wrong here, or I did some math wrong. I have no idea. I just use a freaking calculator for it. So <laughs> I don't know what happened, but interesting stat there. Uh, but sorry, that's from Circana and they're pretty accurate with like their data and stuff. So I would trust them for sure. So uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a staggering number or what that is, but let's go ahead. Let's read our next headline here. And guys, we have a Juicy rumor. This is potentially, arguably, our, I don't want to say, one of our bigger topics of today. And can I say one thing before I read this? Uh, I Two weeks ago, I went super heavy, like making the, the entire show about, guys, this is rumored. Rumor this, rumor that. And I was like, guys, these people have great track records. Seriously, this might be happening. And so I want to say that, that that got disproven, and I'm sorry about that. I've learned that no matter how credible a leaker is, I'm not going to make a big deal out of a rumor ever again, unless, unless it's Puro. Puro is the one leaker who has never got anything wrong in their entire life. If you know Puro, you know he's good. So never again will I believe a rumor that is not from Puro, but I do want to bring the, this one up because it does seem credible, but I still don't want to believe it just just because I've believed false rumors and I don't want to do it again. But guys, the rumor is Nintendo Switch 2. Oh boy, that got your attention. <laughs> Delayed and the stock of Nintendo, their, their, their stock dropped by 8.8%. But the big takeaway is the Nintendo Switch 2 is being delayed. The release date is being pushed back. So, honestly, 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 I wake up, I hit Twitter. Like, whenever I explain how I see these pieces of news, it's always I wake up and I hit Twitter. That's all it is, right? So, I'm scrolling on Twitter and I see these articles, guys. Nintendo Switch 2 delayed to early 2025. So my first thing is like, okay, who does the rumor come from? Because just two weeks ago, we heard from these rumor insider people that the Switch 2 was launching. Uh, was it they were, they were going to reveal it in March of 2024? That was the rumor just two weeks ago on the dot on the day two weeks ago. This was the working rumor. Now it's being delayed. Now the rumor here comes from Pedro Henrique. I'm going to mess this up. Luti Lippi. I have no idea. But uh, I mean, 
all, all of respect, I just can't, you know, pronounce names and stuff. So he reported that five sources told him, five sources told him the Switch 2 is delayed to March 2025 at the very earliest, at the earliest March of 2025. And then this was backed up by a bunch of other insiders. So a lot of people are saying it's delayed to 2025. I mean, it it does kind of suck, but here's the good thing. Something is for sure going to go down in 2024, whether it's, I mean, at, at the smallest, a reveal of the console. Because if they're at the earliest launching it in March of next year, we should probably know about it by maybe like September, September 2024. I would think that sounds about right. So hopefully we'll know about that. Uh, later later this year, but also they report that here is the upcoming schedule for Nintendo, okay? They have revealed things are happening in the next few months, and here's what they've said. So, next month in March of 2024, we're going to have an Indie World Showcase presentation. Now, if I'm not wrong, I actually might be, no, 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 I, I'm not wrong here, am I? That would be the first Indie World this year. So that would make some sense. Indie World presentation in March, which is essentially, for those who haven't seen it, like uh, an, an indie studio is just a small game-making studio, if that makes makes any sense. And they show off their games coming to the Nintendo Switch. And then the month after that, in April of 2024, they say... We will get a Nintendo Direct. Now, they don't know if it's a big, general, normal Direct or if it's another partner showcase or a mini Direct. They don't know, but they claim that, that we're getting something in April. And then the Nintendo Switch 2, according to them, will be revealed in June of 2024. So... Uh, Take the rumor how you will. Take it with a grain of salt, as the cool kids say. Um, I choose, personally, not to buy in to this rumor, just because a lot of it's very, very bold. I mean, it's pretty bold to put your name out there and say that what you're hearing is March is an indie world, April is a direct, and June is when they reveal the next console. That's a pretty bold rumor and a pretty exact rumor. So I choose not to believe it, but in case it does come true, uh, I want to bring the news to you and keep an eye out. Maybe, I mean, like, now, that makes me more excited for March. I want to see if what they said is right. So, makes me excited. I'll give, you, I'll give them that. But also, as I said at the end of reading the headline, Nintendo's stock dropped by 8.8%. That is according to Bloomberg. So, I mean, it doesn't affect me. But interesting stat there. Shareholders are upset. Now, guys, that is the rumor. We have one more rumor in this uh, podcast. The other one seems a bit more believable, but we'll get there when we get there. Let's go ahead. Let's grab this headline right here. Let's see. And bam, guys, I already spoiled this headline for you a few minutes ago. But Mother 3 has been added to Nintendo Switch Online in Japan. So... Seriously, if you want the Mother 3 game on your Switch and you're not in Japan, 
there is a way to change your Switch's region and play it on your American or, you know, UK version Switch. I don't know how to do it, because I've never done it. Uh, never will do it, probably, just because I, I don't feel like it. I don't... It's just too much work. Like, if I want to play Mother 3, there's alternative methods, I feel. So, if you want it, by all means. But for me, I don't think I'll be doing it. So, I don't know the method, but I can link something down below in the description. Uh, if you go in the description, you'll see a link that says sources and links. Click that, and I'll leave a link somewhere in there that says, hey, here's how to change your region and play Mother 3. But it is possible to do so, so I would recommend. Also, one thing that you can look at, even if you're not going to change your entire Switch region, what you can participate in is they have released Mother 3 merchandise to go along with the Switch Online Mother 3 game. So, they have now put on sale plushies, keychains, books, pins, a plate, and so much more Mother 3 merchandise. If you are interested, I will link down below the link to check it all out. Uh, if you're not in Japan, you will probably need a third-party service. Like, I think uh, there's a service called Bai. Don't quote me on that. I believe if you buy something from Japan, they ship it to Bai, and then Bai ships it to you. I think that's how that works. So it's possible to retrieve those packages, but just takes a bit of third-party work. So up to you, but if you're really a big Mother 3 fan, you might want to take part in that. All right, let's get our next headline here. Let's grab this one. This one looks rather fun. Let's see. Oh, ho, ho, guys. Another day, another pointless Nintendo Switch update. The Nintendo Switch has been updated to version 17.0.1. It is a rebootless update. So, guys, <sighs> Nintendo Switch updates, they used to be more fun. They used to be things like, hey, with this update, we added support for Bluetooth audio. Like, you can pair your, your AirPods with your Switch. That's a cool little update, right? And this update... Barely anything changed, all right? So, it's such a minor update that, I mean, number one, you don't even have to reboot your Switch. Do you know, like, when you update your phone, it has to go on, on that, like, black Apple screen and then, like, restart? The, 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 the freaking update's so small, you don't even need to do that. So, what changed? Well, in Nintendo's eyes, all that changed was... We changed minor bug fixes to make the experience more pleasant. That's what they tell you every single time. However, Oatmeal Dome on Twitter is somebody who dives in to these updates and figures out what actually changed. And here is what actually changed in the tiny rebootless update. Number one. When typing on the Switch, combinations of the word hate, such as H8, which says hate, have been banned. You can no longer use those words. I would assume like online chatting or wherever you can communicate, you, you cannot use the word hate, it appears. Also, various threats in Japanese have been banned, rightfully so. You can't be doing that online. And then another phrase in Japanese... Uh, so Japanese... <laughs> Japanese has been banned, which means stop being friends. So the phrase stop being friends in Japan has been banned. You cannot tell somebody, hey, stop being friends. It's banned. So bit of a weird one there. I don't know why that last one's banned. Like, whatever you have to tell someone, hey, 
Let's stop being friends. You can't say that. You cannot say that anymore. So they have their reasons, whatever it is. But uh, your Switch, as long as it's in sleep mode and it has a internet connection, you've probably already got the update. So no reverse in it there. Let's go ahead. Let's shake up the hat. Let's grab this headline here. I don't even like... Guys, it's scary for me. Because I don't know what headline I'm grabbing each time. It could be a bad headline, but this one is certainly not a bad headline at all. Guys, Nintendo New York is celebrating Pokemon Day, which happens next week, next Tuesday. And the events they're holding to celebrate have been revealed. Guys, there's a lot of cool stuff. If you're at all in the New York City area, bro, stop by Nintendo NY. It's a great experience, especially when something is going on there. So, they're holding a cool ton of events to celebrate Pokemon Day, and here is what you can participate in if you're at all in the New York area at the Nintendo New York store. Now, number one, you can receive a Pokemon TCG promo card when you purchase any Pokemon TCG product of $15 or more. That, that whole promo begins today, as of me recording, February 23rd, while supplies last, so you better get there quick. Also, the Pokemon Presents that airs on February 27th at 9 a.m. Eastern Time is available to watch at the, at the you know, New York store. So if you're there, you can gather around a small area and you and a bunch of other strangers can watch the Pokemon, Pokemon Presents while you're there. Also, Sprigatito, Fuecoco, Quaxley, and Pikachu will have character appearances, so it's just people in a mascot all at the store, on February 26th and February 27th from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Time. There's a fan voting board that also begins on Pokemon Day, February 27th. And you can bring your Pokemon TCG cards for an opportunity to challenge an ambassador to a Pokemon card battle on February 27th at, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And finally, there are going to be giveaways held. We have no information on, on what's being given away, but starting on Pokemon Day, February 27th, they will host some giveaways. We'll have to wait for some more info on that. But if you're at all in the area, that's some awesome sauce news. All right, guys, we got some more headlines. Let's shake up the hat. Let's grab this one, because this one just seems like fun. Bit of a smaller one. Let's see what it says. Oh, guys, do, don't you just love supporting Nintendo, guys? Because of your support, because of me buying Nintendo games, because of you buying that Mother 3 Plus from earlier, Nintendo is now the richest company in Japan. You know, sometimes I I feel really good when I go to GameStop and I buy one of Nintendo's smaller games. For example, they just released another Code Recollection last month, and I bought it. The game didn't sell very well, but I was like, you know what? I will support, right? But now I feel like they should be supporting us more than they do, because they... Ha they, they, they now have, let's see if they're the, here, they now have $11 billion as a company, cash. Well, I will say, 
How much did Elon Musk buy Twitter for? How much did Elon Musk buy Twitter for? 44 billion, Elon. Dish out 11, buy Nintendo, and just make the company put out five times as many games, please. And make like a Nintendo car. Put Mario Kart on Tesla. That would be awesome. But fun fact there, guys. What do you think? Did you know Nintendo was the richest company in Japan? If you didn't, now you know. Our next headline reads, oh, snap, guys. After I read this, you better get on your horses and hurry up because th this is very, very timely, okay? Guys, tons of Amiibo have been restocked in North America. So, if you follow some Twitter users like maybe Wario64 or Nintendeal or Amiibo Alerts, these are people that tweet out when there are cool Nintendo or gaming products online that you'll want to buy because they're very, very cool. So, one, I believe it was Saturday afternoon, I got a tweet notification saying, Tons of Amiibo have been restocked in North America. Now, sometimes they're pretty bad. Sometimes you don't really care. Sometimes the Amiibo aren't your favorite. However, guys, we are seeing restocks here that we've not seen in years. So, the Amiibo restocked here include the Villager Smash Amiibo. I bought that one. <laughs> Fox from Smash. These are all Smash. Samus, Zero Suit Samus, Mega Man, Olimar, Falco, Isabel, which I bought, Snake, Joker, Banjo, and Kazooie, and there were a few more, but they also did sell out. So, Sephiroth sold out, Shulk sold out, Kirby sold out, and the Hey Pikmin Amiibo, not Smash related, did sell out. I'm thankful to have swooped in when I could. I, did, I, I, I didn't own the Villager Amiibo and the Isabel Amiibo. But I really wanted to. However, they were like kind of expensive on eBay, so I, I, I was I was like, let's just let's let's hold off for now because maybe there will come a time where I will find them for a cheaper price. And guess what, guys? Retail price on Nintendo's website it doesn't get any better than that for an amiibo price unless you find one at like your local library that's like four dollars. But really. It was a great deal. It was a great deal, and I'm happy with the purchase. If you want to go and buy any of those restocked Amiibo, I will leave the link down below to Nintendo's website. And even if you're not in North America, once again, you can do one of those things where you buy it, you ship it to a third party's warehouse. Uh, I'm not sure of any services that'll do that for you, but there's got to be somebody. You buy it in America. They ship it to somewhere in America, and then those people ship it to you in the UK, maybe, you know, wherever you are. Amiibo, uh, freaking Amiibo. Amiibo, Amiibo, Amiibo. Can't ever get enough. I just wish that they kept better stock of the Amiibo, because, like, it sucks having some restocks. Oh, these, these guys have been restocked, but it's much nicer to just have all of them in stock at one time like we shouldn't have stock issues but you know what we can't do anything to save them so guys our next headline here reads rumor guys this is the other rumor in the podcast i said was probably going to be more believable than the previous one metroid prime 4 is set for 2024 so 
here's the first reason. Before we even dive into the rumor, here's why I off the rip believe this, okay? Last, no, two weeks ago, we talked about how, might have been three actually, I think it was three. We talked about how there was already a rumor on Metroid Prime 4. Somebody on YouTube named, I believe, Super Metal Dave 64 made a video on why I believe they think Metroid Prime 4 is coming on the Switch um, in 2024. And so what they had said was that there was somebody who had their LinkedIn profile, which I described as like business Instagram. It's like an Instagram connection space for business. Someone on their LinkedIn profile had said, that Metroid Prime 4 was a game they were currently testing. So if a game tester is testing Metroid Prime 4, you gotta think it's, like, somewhere near done. Obviously, it's not like, you know, when you're testing a game, it's not, like, complete. I mean, maybe close, but they've obviously... They've made some significant progress, let's just say that. And so, because of that, and because of a few more reasons, it was kind of said, it was rumored that the Metroid Prime 4 game would come to Nintendo Switch this year or very, very soon. Now, what is this rumor now saying three weeks later? Well, this rumor comes via Jeff Grubb. And honestly, I think I can believe this one. Jeff Grubb is great. He's reliable. Um, I do kind of feel bad because I know, uh, I believe there was one time when like he said something and uh, I think, like, a bunch of articles just, like, ran with it. And I think he didn't like it. I think that's right. So I feel bad using his name. But here's what the articles are saying that Jeff Grubb said. So Jeff Grubb, a source told him, he's, like, an insider. A source told him that the Epic Mickey game from the Partner, partner, uh, partner Direct uh, from this last week was being announced. He was told about this Epic Mickey game before it happened. The same guy who told him that also said, hey, and by the way, Metroid Prime 4 comes out this year. So you have a guy, we don't know who the source is. We know that, that Jeff Grubb was told this, but we don't know like who the guy is. The guy is like, what? He's one for one on his claim. His claim was that Epic Mickey rebrushed is being announced. That happened. Now we got to see if his second claim, Metroid Prime 4, releasing this year, is accurate. But it's a bit more of a believable rumor there. It makes some sense, and that's a rumor that I believe. Just because there's so much evidence pointing to that game coming out this year. But here's our next headline, guys. Oh, Pokemon Presents Announced, plus a rumor for the Pokemon Presents, guys. So, I did say we had two rumors. There is one other smaller one that we can discuss. And truthfully, I did start the show by saying, you know what, guys? I'm never believing any more rumors. However, this one seems pretty dang true, and I'll tell you why in a second. So, first things first. Pokemon Presents. The Pokemon, the easiest way I can explain it to you is, like, if... A Pokemon, if Pokemon had their own Nintendo Direct, it's a Pokemon showcase where they show off all cool Pokemon news and maybe some new games in development, any of that kind of cool stuff. 
They, it's their presentation. So that is happening on February 27th at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Guys, guys, come on. 9 a.m.? Come on, guys. I don't want to wake up that early. Now I'm sure, I know, I know, I know. It's not, you know, I'm not the most important person. I'm sure they're targeting to a different audience, which, you know, which it's going to happen at a time that works better for them. But like, you know, maybe it's like 12 p.m. That's 5 p.m. UK, 12 p.m. Eastern time, 9 a.m. Pacific time. Kind of works well for everyone. I guess not Japan, but like otherwise, you know, it's it's a pretty decent time to hold a presentation. That would be cool. But anyways, that's happening. I will be live streaming it. So if you want to tune into my live stream for it, head over, uh, not on this channel. I post these podcasts on YouTube under a different channel, under the Mario Matter podcast channel. If you want to watch my reaction, head over to my to my main channel called Swizzle. That is E-M-S-W-I-Z-Z-L-E. We have a growing community over there. I will, I will be live uh, with the presents on Tuesday, February 27th at 8. 30 in the morning, I think. I think 8.30 is the solid time because you get half an hour before, you get to hang out, you get to, to chill with chat. It's a nice little start time. So 8.30 in the morning, be there or be square. Now, what is the rumor? What possible rumor could happen with the Presents? You know, it's Pokemon Presents. It's a, it's a presentation that I, I feel often doesn't have things rumored for it. So what's the rumor? Well, if you go right now, guys, and, and let's do it together. Go to YouTube.com, search in, uh, is it the Pokemon Company? Search up the Pokemon Company. You will then see their YouTube channel. Click on their second newest YouTube short, and then click the description. In the district, oh, they've taken it out, I think. Actually, hold on. Can we, I believe if I go to, you know what, guys? You have to do some, like, real intense coding. So, and then once you're there, if you're on a web browser, change the URL to watch, question mark, V equals, and then you'll be able to, like, watch it in browser form. Yes. And then... In the description, and, and I'll, I'll put a picture on screen, you can see that the YouTube short says a, that a game featured in the short is Pokemon Gold and Silver. So, what the heck, Max, does that even mean? You were all over the place looking at a YouTube short. So, on YouTube, let's say if you go to watch a video on uh, Punch-Out, like I made a Punch-Out video uh, almost like a year ago now, right? If you go on that video, YouTube has already auto-selected the featured game in my, in my you know, description to be Punch-Out. So just because the YouTube video, the YouTube AI hears me keep saying Punch-Out, Punch-Out this, Punch-Out that, it makes the featured game punch out so that's all youtube's doing well in a youtube short on the pokemon channel it says pokemon gold and silver now the short itself does not at all mention pokemon gold and silver what i believe might have happened is maybe 
Pokemon uploaded their presentation onto YouTube, right? It's private right now because they're going to air it on Pokemon Day. What might have happened, because this sometimes happens to me, is when you upload a YouTube video, you can actually reuse information from a previously uploaded video. So if I post this podcast and the next week I post my next podcast, I can like copy and paste the, you know, whole description and title from this podcast to, to the new one kind of as like a starting point. Like I don't have to recopy and paste all my links into the new podcast episode. If that, if that makes sense. Right. I believe what might've happened is they transferred over all their information from the previous video, which was the presents talking about Pokemon gold and silver and put it into that short by accident. That's what I believe with my YouTube suspicion. I, I believe that's what might've happened. Now there could be a whole number of different things that actually happened there, but I feel like if that happened to me, that's the first thing I would look at. Did I accidentally like copy and paste over the details from, from a previous video? Is that how that happened? Cause there was one time guys on my second channel, I make videos whenever a new Nintendo game comes out. So previously, I've done a launch day video on Mario versus Donkey Kong, where, for, like, for, like, what I do there is I get the game from GameStop, I open it on camera, and I talk about my excitement for the game. That's what I do. And there was one time when I did that style of video for Detective Pikachu Returns. For maybe like three months after that, my game, my, my like featured game in the description was still Detective Pikachu Returns because I kept reusing the same description from my previous videos. I believe Pokemon might have done that with the presents to their short. Complex theory for a complex presentation, but I think that's, that's truly what happened. All right, guys, next headline here. That's an interesting one, but I will be live once again. Be there or be totally, just just totally square. All right, guys. Next, Walmart. Walmart fans stand up because Princess Peach Showtime now has a pre-order bonus from Walmart. So if you pre-order Princess Peach Showtime at Walmart, you will now get a two-pack... <laughs> of hair scrunchies with Princess Peach designs on them. Now, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I get the appeal, and that's great. If you like that, awesome. My only thing is, that does not hold a candle to the Best Buy pre-order bonus. Best Buy is offering you an acrylic stand, a stand to display on a shelf, on a table, wherever in your video background for a podcast. Like for example, for those watching my video version, I have a Super Mario Bros. Wonder pre-order bonus, uh, or sorry, purchase bonus actually, of a shadow box of the Mario Wonder cover art. That's cool. Do I want that or two scrunchies? Now, not to yuck anyone's yum, if that's for you, awesome. I'm, I'm just like me saying, I don't think for the average, sorry, not that you're not average, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I see a lot of people probably sticking with their Best Buy pre-order than, than the Walmart pre-order. I think that's the best way to put it. That's all I'm saying. But once again, not trying to yuck, no one's yum. If you want that, go and get it, my friend. Link down below. If you want to go ahead and pre-order Princess Peach Showtime 
from Walmart releases on March 22nd. So actually, uh, under a month from now. Awesome sauce. Now, our final headline, guys, which I feel like, sh like, like should have been one of the first ones that we read because it's like a pretty far gone piece of news like by now but if you're a big splatoon 3 fan guys you might have played in the splatfest last weekend the theme here in america and i believe europe i believe japan had a different theme but the theme here was what is the best day of the weekend friday saturday or sunday now friday is arguably not even a weekend, but like you get what they're saying, right? Like, like Friday is close enough. It's the start of the weekend that night, right? I chose Team Friday. I I actually played this Splatfest. Guys, normally I'm all talk. I'm like, yeah, you know, this Splatfest is this weekend. You know what? I might try and pull out my Switch and play some this time. And I never really do it. This time, guys, I actually played the, the freaking Splatfest. I actually did it. I played like like 15, 20 games. I was on Team Friday, and I think I won more than I lost. It was pretty bad. Like I, like I kind of sucked, but I think I did win more than I had lost. Might have been like, I don't know. Like if 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 I if I played 15, it was probably nine games won, six games lost, which isn't bad, but not great either, right? But you know, you can't always help it. You sometimes have teammates who aren't good. Who knows what it is? But I played, and it was a good feeling afterwards because Team Friday won the Splatfest. So props to Team Friday. Congrats to Team Friday. I'm essentially congratulating myself, which I don't like to do often. But, you know, there you go. Now, all right, Nintendo news headlines are finished. I threw the hat over there. That's it. So now we get to the even bigger part of this podcast, guys. Speaking of Splatoon 3, Splatoon 3's Wave 2 of their DLC Side Order, Side Order, is now out. The price is $24.99. Are we buying it? Is it good? Max, what do you think of, Spl of Splatoon 3 Side Order? Like, what are your thoughts on this? Well... My friends, let's go ahead and let's discuss. So, guys, Splatoon 3's DLC released. You might think this week, I say last year. Guys, Nintendo released Splatoon 3 DLC Wave 1 in 2023. It was like March or February or April. It was somewhere in that in that earlier range, right? And I bought it because Wave 1 gave you access to Inkopolis, which is the Splatoon 1, uh, what do you call it, like city? Like when you load into Splatoon 1 on the Wii U, you would load into Inkopolis. Each game has a different setting that it, you know, it, it, it takes place in. So I bought that DLC Wave 1, day one, because I was just so nostalgic with Splatoon 1. And then it takes a whole year later but now we have Splatoon 3 Side Order, the Wave 2 of the DLC, Wave 2 of 2. There are no more after this. And it's essentially a whole nother single-player adventure. Let's just call it that. Now, in Nintendo's description, 
it says, Side Order is the second wave of the Splatoon 3 Expansion Pass DLC. It adds a brand new single-player campaign that's designed to be played again and again, just like spinning your favorite beats on repeat. So, as they said, it's designed to be played over and over and over, and you will never get bored of it. I've played about an hour and a half. This is this is called my first impressions segment on Splatoon 3 Side Order, and I want to talk about this game. Guys, I load in, and I don't know what I'm loading into, right? I load into Splatoon 3 Side Order, and right away, without spoiling nothing for you, apart from what's already in the trailers, if it's in a trailer, I'm talking about it today. Right away, you get hooked. No pun intended, off the hook. You you get hooked uh, with the whole story. You're immediately engaged and intrigued. You then create your character, your agent. And then what the whole DLC pretty much is, based off my first hour and a half, is... You're in, you're kind of like going up this tower called the Spire of Order, and you're accompanied by a drone. Now, the drone is actually Pearl from Splatoon 2. That is not a spoiler. It is in the trailer. I checked because I didn't want to spoil that if I didn't have to. So, the drone is Pearl, and, and she's like kind of your guiding assistant with you, and you're just going up this tower. That's all I've ever done so far. You're going up a tower, going up a tower, and each level of the tower, so like if, if I'm on level one, like the floor number one, I do a level. And what you do in the levels is it gives you a brand new objective every single time. So let's say I'm on floor number one. To go up to floor number two, you have to uh, kill all these enemies. Done. Now you're on floor two. Floor two, you have to defend this splat zone for 50 seconds. All right, cool, done. You go up, it gets harder. Floor, floor number three, is you have to transport these balls into the holes, all right? And then you keep on going up, and it keeps on giving you different objectives. Now, that's all I've gotten to so far. I, I've, I've done a bit more than that, but if I said more, you might have some of the story spoiled for you, and I, of course, do not want to do that for you. So, I don't want to do that, but it's just like there's always something to look forward to because when you're doing... Any kind of story, but like no knock like against any kind of Mario game. <laughs> like this is no like Mario. Mario is great, right? But when you do Mario level after Mario level, excluding like Mario Wonder because that game's crazy, you kind of know what you're signing up for each time. Like hey, clear the level, grab three star coins, wraps, right? With this level after level, is different. You're doing a different thing on a different place every single time. And for me, that's awesome. I shouldn't say every single time because, like, you know, floor one might be kill all the enemies. Then floor eight might be the same thing but harder. Like, so I shouldn't say every single time. But it is different. It's rapidly changing. And that I like. Based off the first impressions, I'm really enjoying it. Now, although only being one hour and a half into this DLC... I was actually chatting with Charlie from C.com, the other YouTuber that we had on the podcast last week. I was chatting with him about Side Order a little bit, not too much, because I, I didn't want to, like, you know, spoil or anything, or, sorry, like, get things spoiled for me, because he's already beaten it, I think. He said, Side Order, while it starts off easy, it gets a lot harder. So if you're in for a challenge, my friend, 
<sighs> prepare. Because while I have not gotten, I've not gotten to this challenge yet, but I'm ready for it. So there is a challenge in the game. It's just a real fresh style of Splatoon. Like for example, when you hit enemies you see these numbers pop up and it tells you like how much damage that you're doing. It's like a whole new style. Like that doesn't happen in a turf wars or nothing, you know? So that's also awesome. And just after about 40 minutes, you begin to unlock more and more in the game. Like you start off pretty limited. And then as you keep progressing, you keep unlocking more things to do and equip and all this kind of cool stuff. That's kind of my first impressions without spoiling anything. Okay, so the question always is whenever I do these first impression segments is, hey, Max, should I buy Splatoon 3 side order DLC? And I got to be honest, guys, I've never, ever, ever, ever dating back to, I think, Detective Pikachu Returns. I've never even said no to to buy a game like I've never said no. I always say yes, buy this game. And looking back, I probably should have said do not buy Detective Pikachu Returns because that game, uh, I loved it, but I know a lot of people didn't. So based on that, I should have said no. But I liked that game just like because I don't know, I'm a, I'm a fan of that series. Even though the game wasn't phenomenal, I, I, I had fun, right? So... That's why I said yes, but can you even trust me is kind of like what, what, what I'm getting at because I say yes every single time. However, I can't really find any negative comments on side order. Can we check? Are there ratings for it? side order DLC ratings? Because maybe this will give you more of a more of a uh, answer than I might. Uh, there aren't really ratings like that are easy to find. Uh, people will, will do, uh, like some reviews on it, but it's hard to find like, like a bunch of people. So for example, example, Nintendo life rated an eight out of 10. If that means much to you, I it's for me, it's hard to find a bad review, a bad, like this game sucks about side order. Does Metacritic have any reviews guys? What do you think? Yes or no side order? Uh, if they do, oh yeah, here we go. Uh, but it's TBD. So the only person here that has a rating on Metacritic is Nintendo Life with an 8 out of 10. There might be some more ratings on some YouTube videos if you want. Research the game a bit more. But currently, the only rating on Metacritic is Nintendo Life. 8 out of 10. So, for me personally, I would give it... I would give it... Based off one hour and a half, guys, one hour and a half, haven't even gotten to the best part yet. Just off the first impression, I would give it 8.5. We're going to one-up Nintendo life. 8.5 out of 10. Because there's just so much new. There's so many lanes that you can take when you're making a Splatoon game or DLC with a story. There's so many twists and turns that, that, you know, you can take with that. And it's really engaging so far. And I'm not even at the best part yet. And I feel this way. So for the low price, I say low, like, you know, compared to the price of actual games and other DLCs. For the price of $24.99, do I think that not only is side order worth it, 
but the Inkopolis Plaza Wave 1 of this Wave 2 DLC. I would say the DLC, all in all, is worth it. Side order alone is probably worth the $25, but if you at all feel somewhat, you know, connected to the Inkopolis Plaza, which is Wave 1 of the DLC that came out last year, if you like that, that's a bonus, man, because side order itself could be worth $25. I would say it's worth it, but what does my word even mean? Because I say, yes, everything is worth it. I don't know, but that's how I genuinely feel. Side order is a buy. Do it now or else. I'm just kidding. But that's my thoughts on side order so far. I hope that you can maybe at the end of this segment come to a conclusion whether you're buying it or not. If not, that's cool. Research the game some more. Go on the eShop. Look at how the trailers look. Look at how it's described its, you know, description, read it all, see if it sounds engaging, and then make up your mind. But that is my first impressions on Splatoon 3 side order. Now, guys, our next segment is talking about the biggest news from the past week. The Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. This aired this Wednesday. And there's a lot of opinions on it. There's a lot of opinions. There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of new game releases. A lot of new announcements that we have to discuss. So without further ado, let's go ahead and let's do that thing. Let's discuss. It is 6.30 in the morning on Wednesday morning on the East Coast in the M Swizzle home. Okay. I wake up. Because I'm streaming at, at 8.30, and I cannot go on there with a groggy voice. I wake up, and here's the thing, guys. The story even begins before that. Because I was not going to, to live stream this partner showcase. I just wasn't excited for it. Until I saw some rumors come out. So then I, then I was like, I'm streaming it. So I get out of bed, I take a shower... I eat breakfast, and I come to my room to stream. Now, I chat with chat for half an hour, and then we watch the partner showcase. And man, man, oh man, I did not think I was going to like the partner showcase this much. Guys, I feel really bad because I'm always so jolly about everything. This is great. Great partner showcase. I guess that's not true, because I didn't like the last September Direct all that much. So, I guess I can be negative. So, when I'm, like, upbeat and happy with something, I'm happy with it. This partner showcase, while a lot of people thought it was, quote-unquote, mid, as the kids say, it was mid, I really liked it, and I found a lot of highlights for myself. So, I'm going to run through... Every game that was shown off in the direct, and I will stop, uh, like at some points because I want to discuss why I liked certain announcements and what I am excited for. So, first announcement grounded, then we had Ender Magnolia, Bloom in the Mist, Arranger, a role puzzling, oh, sorry, a role puzzling adventure, Unicorn Overlord, Monster Hunter Stories. 
And then we had a phenomenal announcement here, guys. Disney Epic Mickey rebrushed a remake of the original Epic Mickey game. That game, while not considered a favorite of mine, sorry, I mean, not that it was bad, but like, I I don't remember it being like, man, I love Epic Mickey. I've loved this the franchise, but that game just wasn't like, one that like got engraved in my head. I love Epic Mickey though, I guess. I mean, like looking back on it, I know that I liked that game, but as a kid playing it, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty fun game. So based on my history with Epic Mickey, I was very excited to see it shown in the direct, not just shown in the direct, it's getting a full on remake called Epic Mickey rebrushed for the switch and it releases sometime this year guys i don't know about you but that's a day one buy if you played either epic mickey one epic mickey power of two or epic mickey power of illusion on the 3ds i think then you have got to be excited for this epic mickey on the switch it's all fun and games, right? Here's the only thing, the only caveat here. The game doesn't look like it, it, it runs very well on Switch. So you might want to buy it on like Steam Deck or Xbox or PS5 or something. But whatever it is, Epic Mickey is coming back in a big way. Then we had uh, Shin Megami Tensei V Vengeance. I probably messed up that name. Star Wars Battlefront Classic Collection, that's cool. South Park Snow Day, Sword Art Online Fractured Daydream, Gundam Breaker 4, and then a pretty cool announcement. This was actually rumored by Puro the day before. Super Monkey Ball Banana Rumble, a brand new Super Monkey Ball game. It looked a bit different than the Monkey Ball I'm used to, but is it a day one buy? Yes, and, and here's why. If I remember correctly, you can now, in this game, play Monkey Ball with, guys, 16 people. I believe that was the number. 16 other players. That's a big Monkey Ball game. Now, what we need next is Monkey Ball 99. I would like that next. That's what we need. Monkey Ball 99, who's with me? That was awesome great announcement i do not think that's a day one buy but that that is a you know at some point buy then we had world of goo which is cool uh i do not know if i'll pick it up but it is one of the games that i thought was more interesting we had fantasy life the girl who steals time i am excited for that game if you guys played fantasy life on 3ds you would know that's an awesome game so now that it's coming to switch i will be buying that uh also, don't know if that's a day one, but I will get it eventually. It's like Animal Crossing meets Minecraft meets Zelda. That's kind of like what it is. It's a very, very cool game. We had another Crab's Treasure. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea what the game was, but the dude looked like Mr. Krabs. And for that reason, I'm excited. We had Penny's Big Breakaway. Uh, I don't know that I'll buy it but i know a lot of people do like that game from the looks of it so 
That's pretty notable. We had Suica Game DLC announced, which was not on my bingo card, I will say. However, that's a phenomenal way to capitalize on your success if you're a Suica Game. When a game blows up and a game sells tons of copies, you know, normally, like, whoever made the game is pretty content. Like, yeah, we sold 20 million copies of a game and we charged like 60 bucks for the game great suica game did sell like 4 million copies or something but the game is only like two bucks it's like three dollars the game is three dollars you didn't make a crazy amount of mo- sorry that's a lot of money right that, that's a lot of money but like not as much as like you know a a full price game sold at 60 bucks like it's not the same right but making a dlc for, I think, $2, that includes multiplayer, has got to be one of the smartest things. That was probably the best move Suica game could have made. So, I'm happy about that. Then we had Pepper Grinder, another popular game, um, like, um, you know, kind of among the Switch fan base. I actually don't remember much about it, but I know that was popular. We had the only game that I've bought so far from this Direct, and that is Pocket Card Jockey Ride On. So, this game is made by Game Freak, who makes some Pokemon games, too. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, you know what? This game has potential. This game could be very, very fun, right? So, it was only $15. I was like, man, with that price tag... I'm going to get it. And so when I went into the game, to be honest, I didn't really know exactly what I was getting into until it hit me. The whole game is about playing Solitaire, which is that card game that, that, you know, you play alone. And as soon as I put it together, like, okay, pocket card jockey, Solitaire, I was like, whoa, this game is made for me. I love Solitaire. I have Solitaire on my Switch before this game even came out. And now that there's a game based on Solitaire with horses that already looks good. Before I knew Solitaire had any involvement, I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, this is it. So I'm really having fun with Pocket Card Jockey right on. It's essentially horses racing, but the better you do with Solitaire... The faster your horse goes, that's how you win the race. So, I couldn't have loved that anymore. That's a great one. We had Snuffkin, Melody of Moomin Valley. We had Tales of Kenzera, Demon Slayer, uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Guys, please pardon me from any kind of mispronunciations. We had Kingdom Come Deliverance Royal Edition. We had Contra Operation Galuga. Pentiment, Snake, Rattle, and Roll for the NES, RC Pro AM for the NES Switch Online, we had Battletoads in Battle Maniacs for SNES, Killer Instinct for SNES, Blast Corpse for N64, then to cap it all off, the game that almost everyone loved to see, Endless Ocean Luminous. Now guys, I gotta be honest, I never played the original Endless Ocean game until yesterday. So, I hadn't heard of this game actually recently because uh, 
that game relates to an upcoming YouTube short that I've made and have yet to release. Uh, it'll all make sense. But this game came up on my radar pretty recently, actually, like before it was even announced. And then when Puro on Twitter began to rumor this game being announced, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Endless Ocean. And uh, I was like, whoa, that's kind of cool. And what I saw when I was looking at everyone's reaction to the potential Endless Ocean, sorry, Endless Ocean, not, not Endless Ocean, Endless Ocean sequel or new game, I was like, man, this game has a pretty dedicated fan base, right? And so I was like, man, uh, that game must be good. So I was like getting in on the hype. I was like, man, that makes me want to find out what, what all the buzz is about. So literally two days ago, the day, the hours after the the direct aired i went to my local game store and they had a copy of endless ocean for the wii the first one because i think there's two the, the they had the first one and i played it yesterday and man i know why that had such a fan base there's online play there's tons of fun <laughs> i have to say tons of fun because i've not like gotten too deep into it yet uh no, no pun intended, but like, man, I see why people wanted a brand new game and not only a brand new game, guys, when they announced Endless Ocean Luminous, they revealed that you can play online, <laughs> get this, with 30 people, up to 30 people online. Well, I am pretty interested on how the Nintendo Switch is going to run that. I'm sure it can do it, but that's a lot of people. So, dude, just imagine, like, having... Dude, that's a classroom. That's a whole classroom of people playing Endless Ocean in one group ocean. That's a lot of people. A lot of people there. I'm excited. Now, the game releases on May 2nd. And I believe it's $50. Bit of a steep price. I would say I would expect it to be like in the 40, you know, at the, at the 40 range, like for reference, something like Metroid Prime 4, which, sorry, 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 Metroid Prime Remastered, Metroid Prime Remastered was 40, that's right, right, yeah, 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 40, and not that I can, you know, compare these two games, but you gotta understand what, 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 the, what the $50 price tag is asking you for. That's like a, almost a 60. And a 60 is like a Mario Rose Wonder. So are these games the same caliber? I don't know. A bit of a steep price. But are we paying it? Heck yeah. We're buying Endless Ocean. We're going to swim with 30 players online. We're going to dive and meet some fish in the ocean and pet them and give them food. We're going to do all of it. We're just, we're just living in the endless ocean life. So, I mean, yeah, I'm buying it. And what's awesome, what's totally awesome is it has a physical edition. And my friends, I am a physical game collector. So I am, of course, in favor of that. So that's awesome. Uh, most of those games like Epic Mickey and uh, Endless Ocean are up for pre-order now. I won't leave every single link in the description just because that is a lot of links to leave for a lot of different games, 
But I mean, it's as simple as a Google search, endless ocean luminous. And then, and then you know, you'll find a listing on somewhere, on, on GameStop, on Amazon, wherever it is. It's as simple as a Google search. I would leave links for you, and I normally do, but this is a bit extensive, right? So no can do, unfortunately, but that is the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase. Now, I believe I, man, I forget what I rated it on my stream. I gave it a rating, but I, I think I, I might have given it either an 8 or a 9 out of 10. How I feel about it now is that that was an 8.5 out of 10. I might have actually said that. I think that my rating for it was 8.5 out of 10. That's what I rate this partner showcase. Now, I understand if you watching or you you know listening might have given it a 5 out of 10. This partner showcase certainly was not for everyone. It was not for everyone. If you're not a fan of Monkey Ball, Epic Mickey, or Endless Ocean, this kind of sucked. It kind of sucked. For me personally, the whole direct was like a seven out of ten, at, like 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 at least seven out of ten. When they showed Epic Mickey, that was like already great direct. So when you had all the other cherries on cherries on top, and for me it was an eight point five. Man, it was just so good, and and I felt so good after it. That was my personal experience. Everyone's got their own ways. Like for example. I was not a big fan of the last September Direct in 2023, but some people said best Direct ever because of like Paper Mario and, and stuff like that. So everyone's got different opinions. However, I am happy to have liked that partner showcase. That aired, that's done, and I look forward to the next one. However, that is it for the Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase recap. Let's go ahead. Let's dive into your favorite segment, the people's segment on the podcast, where I answer your questions through voicemail and written questions. Let's skidoodle. Alrighty, guys. Welcome to the Answering Your Questions segment. It is I answering your questions, if you couldn't tell by the headline title. So... If you want to know how to submit questions to be answered on the podcast, there are, I believe now there are two ways. Uh, one, the, the first way is to ask me a voice submitted question. There is a link in the description where you can leave a voicemail saying like, hey, it's me calling from or, you know, setting this from, you know, what's a what, what's a good place like Los Angeles, California. Could have used a better example there, but like you know, I'm calling from Los Angeles, and I wanted I wanted to know what your favorite Mario game is. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and uh, you know you know you were you were talking about this, and that sparked this question. I'm all over the place, but you can ramble on there. You can talk to me through your voice, or the other way is through written questions. So every single Wednesday, I post on my YouTube community tab, which I'll link in the description. I post, hey. Hope you're doing well. I'm taking questions for the Mario Matter episode number 70, whatever the heck. And then what you do is you comment down below your questions. Now, here's a little special treat. If you are a channel member, which is essentially like a Patreon, if you pay as low as $1.99 monthly, you will get your question guaranteed to be answered. Now, if you send a hateful question, we might not answer it. But if it's normal, we'll answer it guaranteed. 
here's the only problem, guys. Uh, the channel, and I'm so grateful. The the channel is growing to a point where all the written questions are member questions. I don't know how to get around that. Like, do I only answer member stuff? Do I move member questions to like the member only podcast? I don't know what to do. I'm gonna figure it out. But um, we have some voicemails and then we have written questions. Let's go ahead. And let me pull up our voicemails here. I actually uh forgot to pull them up here. So we go to speakpipe.com is the website. And then our first voicemail comes from Comleb, a channel member. Let's go ahead. Let's hear it. Hello, my name is Comleb. And I was wondering if you recommend the Binbok Joy-Cons still. Because mm. I know you made a short about them a while ago. And I was wondering if there's any other third-party Joy-Cons you'd recommend. Because my Joy-Cons have been sent in repair so many times in the last couple months. So I was wondering if you think I should get the Binbok Joy-Cons or what you recommend for some third-party Joy-Con pairs. Thank you. Brother, I totally feel you. My Joy-Cons, when I didn't have... So I have these like Splatoon 3 special Joy-Cons. No, no flex there. I'm just like saying. I don't want to send those in for repair. But when I had like normal Joy-Cons... Bro, those went to repair maybe like three times. Like, they suck. Let's put them that way. Joy-Cons suck. You need third-party ones, I got you. So, yeah, I did make a short on the Binbok Joy-Cons. Uh, they're they're now actually, they've like rebranded. They're called Doyoki. And uh, they've sent me tons of their Joy-Cons to review and to unbox and to use. I honestly... Without saying for sure, I've not used like every Joy-Con on the market. I still have them right here. They're right here. Here are the Doyoki Binbok Joy-Cons. Yeah, I still recommend these. They're much bigger, so they're more comfortable. Dude, just having them in the hands feels so good. The reason why they're not on the Switch is because I don't ever play handheld and those Splatoon ones just look nicer. But if I am playing handheld, whatever I do, I always use the bin box. Not sponsored, guys. Well, I was sponsored at, at one point. This is my genuine recommendation. They're just great. They have back buttons. They have smooth buttons. I love the bin box. I like them a lot. This sounds very sponsored. Guys, I have to say, if something is sponsored, this is not. I genuinely like them. And that is that. I, I'm i careful to not promote things that I don't personally use. Everything that I promote, I use. For example, I have promoted some 8-bit dough controllers. Here's one right here. Arms reach. And here's one back here. Arms reach. I, I, I use these things all the time. Binbok is one of those two. So... I like them. I would, yeah, I would recommend doyoki.com. Oh, actually, you know what? I might make this sponsored. Use code MSWIZZLE for, I, I, I think, 10% off at checkout. Yeah, I'm making this sponsored. There you go right there. Code MSWIZZLE gets you 10%. Uh, they also make very cool GameCube Joy-Cons. Yeah, guys, th this is a sponsor. <laughs> they make GameCube Joy-Cons. Check them out, guys. They're just awesome sauce. All right, cool, cool stuff. Now, our next voicemail <laughs> comes from Jan. Um, let's hear your voicemail. Here it is. Hey, Max. Jan from Austria here. Hello. So I have recently borrowed Super Mario 3D All-Stars from my local library. 
and that was the first time I've ever played Mario 64. Mm. And, you know, people say it's like the best Mario game and it's awesome, but I was honestly really disappointed with it. Like, it's a good game, but it's not as good as I expected. So I want to know what Mario game or what game in general are you the most disappointed in? Thank you. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can get that. When I first played Mario 64, like, I, I've not beaten Mario 64, but, like, when I first played it, it's kind of, like, hard for me because I just don't love the graphics. And, like, that sounds so stupid, but, like, just because they're, like, retro graphics, I find it hard to get into games with retro-type N64 graphics. That's a me thing. I wish I could beat that, you know, that kind of pet peeve, maybe. I wish I could get around that, but I just can't. It's it's hard for me. So, yeah, what game have I got into and was just disappointed with? Mm, it's hard because, honestly, like, you know, Nintendo has been dropping a lot of bangers recently. Like Mario Wonder, Mario RPG. These are some good games. So, it's hard to know one in, like, recent times. Uh, I do know... That a game that did suck recently, uh, somewhat recent, was everybody one to switch for the switch. That game disappointed in, definitely disappointed in. I didn't like that one. If I could give you one more, um, that's a hard one. Maybe, uh, I want to give you something. Can I check my Switch? I always have to check the Switch, but it just gives me like a sense of like, you know, oh, Max, you played this game and you didn't like that one. All right, so I'm I'm checking my Switch right now. Which game here did I not like? Was I disappointed in? I will give you... Oh, 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 that's good. Nintendo Switch Sports. Because while I did like that game... I did like it a little bit. I was just so disappointed with how bad of a sequel or I guess a, you know, sequel to the sequel of a game that was. Switch Sports is a lot of fun. You can buy it. It sold so great. It's it sold like 9 million copies. It's it's fun, but like where are the major improvements? We have some sports. So Wii Sports was great. Uh we have bowling from Wii Sports. We have tennis from Wii Sports. Where's the boxing sport? Where's the baseball? The sports that everyone loved from Wii Sports. Where is that in Switch Sports? They should have never dropped sports from Wii Sports. They should have all of the same sports, I believe six sports, from Wii Sports and put them in Switch, Switch Sports and then add some more. Add like basketball. Add, uh, you know, whatever. Add something. Add anything. Add new sports to your existing ones. Don't take them out. It was just very poor. Now, I did like how you can customize your character, unlock rewards, do cool things like that. But really, I believe Switch Sports was kind of a miss in a Wii Sports follow-up. Kind of a miss. But that's my disappointing game. Then we have Alex. Here we go. Let's hear what Alex sent us. Uh, boom. Hello, my name is Alex, and I'm calling from Phoenix, Arizona. Let's go. I want to know. Do you build Mario Legos? And if you do, what is your favorite one out of all of them? Thank you. 
Heck yeah, so, do I build Mario Legos? So, I do and I don't. Kind of. So, I've built the Luigi's Mansion, uh... I know it came with EGAD, and it came with a ghost. Can I check? Uh, I built something Luigi's Mansion Lego set EGAD. Which one did I build? Oh yes, this one. I built the Lego Super Mario Luigi's Mansion Lab and Poltergust Expansion Set. I have never even built the starter pack, so I don't even have like Mario or Luigi. I just built that one. So yes, I have built, I guess it's a Luigi Lego, <laughs> but um, that's the only Nintendo Lego set that I've ever, ever built. And guess what guys, next week, the Animal Crossing Lego sets release. So I guess those will be my next Nintendo Lego set. So the answer is yes and no. I've done it once, but I don't like consistently do them. My first thought when the Animal Crossing, you know, like, like, you know, Legos came out, I was like, wow, that's awesome. I'm going to buy them all, right? I don't know anymore because here's the thing. Legos are fun. I, they're, dude, they're so fun to build. But not only are they expensive, they just end up, for me personally, just sitting nowhere. Like, they, they just are just there. Like, they don't... You know, and that's what, you know, Legos are, but, like, I don't break them down and, and, like, build new things out of them. I just build it and set it aside. So, with that, for me personally, like, that's what I do, I figured I would just buy the Nook's Cranny set and then just build that and put it on a shelf so it looks cool. I have no real, like, yeah, let's let's break them, uh, you know, break the Legos and, and then redo it all over again. I don't have that kind of passion with them, so I'm going to build it put it on a shelf, and that's it. I'm not buying all the Animal Crossing sets because I, I will truly do nothing with them. So <laughs> that's it for me. But yeah, Mario Legos, very fun. Now our final voicemail comes from Max Jax. Let's hear the voicemail. Hey, I'm Swizzle. I'm a big fan of your work. Thank you. Um, Do you think they're saving Metroid Prime 4 for the next Switch? Like, think about it. If they haven't announced it by now, then it's probably going to be with the next Switch. Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, I hope you have a blessed day, and yeah, have a blessed day, and Swizzle. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So, do I think they are saving Metroid Prime 4 for the Switch 2? Mm, I don't think they're saving it for the Switch 2, but I think it'll maybe be on Switch 2, which is kind of a weird answer, but we went over a rumor in this podcast of how Metroid Prime 4 is releasing this year, and I I believe that. I believe that, because there's been several pieces of, of evidence that, that kind of uh, point to that, right? So, if that's true, and it did release this year, and the Switch 2 releases early next year, I wouldn't doubt that maybe we could see Metroid Prime 4 appear on both consoles like a dual release. The thing that, that would make the most sense is if they released Metroid Prime 4 after the Switch 2. That way you can do a true dual release on both consoles on the same day. But what I feel like may or may not happen is they release... So I I think for sure they, they release Metroid, Metroid Prime 4... October, November, somewhere in that range. And then I think 
what might happen is they make like a more powerful version for the Switch 2, maybe? I think they could do that. Although the timelines just kind of align weird. Like you want to put out the game this year, and it made sense at first. If the Switch 2 was was you know releasing this year, I would say yes, they're probably saving it. But now that it's delayed to potentially next year, I feel like man, you you gotta put out Metroid Prime 4 this year, and then maybe when the Switch 2 is out, maybe then you put out a stronger, better, you know, performing version of it. But yeah, I would say. For it, it, no, I would say they're not saving it. It'll release this year, switch to next year, probably. Alrighty, then we have some written questions here to answer uh, from Leo Flipnotes. Leo Flipnotes is our first one. Do you think the next Nintendo console will be a Switch 2 or an all-new thing? I think it will mostly be a new thing because of one of the reasons people didn't buy the Wii U was about the name. Also, I'm just happy I got a membership in the direct live stream randomly. Hey, awesome, Leo. Do I think it'll be an all-new thing? Uh, no, I don't. Because I think it's smart. It's it's smart to capitalize on your success. So when, you know, Nintendo had the Wii and they made the Wii U. If they made the Wii U, different name, and, you know, clearly a brand new console, it was kind of brand new but like if they made it clear this is brand new i think it would have sold a lot better because that that we fan base was already there looking to see what the next console was i think that you can make an iteration of a console and have it sell better but this switch 2 needs to be like like dual screen like if the switch 2 has two screens you will know it's a brand new thing they need to seriously blow some minds with the next console. So I would say it'll be a Switch 2, but like very close to an all new thing because it'll be so different, but it might still have the Switch name in it potentially. Then Camden asks, do you think Bowser will ever come to Mortal Kombat? Um, probably not. I feel like that's not a crossover that, you know, Nintendo would want or choose. But would that be awesome? Oh my gosh. Is there a mod for that? I would download that. I would, I would download it in a heartbeat. Bowser, Mortal Kombat, bring it. And then let's go gaming. 28224 asks M Swizzle, do you think the Switch 2 will be powerful enough to, to, to play GTA 6? Hmm. Well, let's see. If the Switch 2 is going to have the power of an Xbox One or a PS4, which is rumored. And the PS5 and Xbox and PC can play GTA 6. I think you might be lucky to get it on the Switch and just have it run at like a... Like, have it run bad. They can maybe... I don't know. Do, do they even want GTA... 6 on the Switch 2. I know that, that they have that GTA collection, but like still, like do you do you, do you want that? If I had to bet, I would say no. I would say no. GTA 6 won't be on Switch 2. If I had to bet. Then Doggo7721 asks, what is your favorite Mario Kart game? My favorite Mario Kart game is truthfully Mario Kart 8. It's, I mean, my normal answer for this is just it's the biggest the baddest the best mario kart game 
they've ever made. You might feel some, you know, some nostalgia with Mario Kart Wii or Mario Kart 64 or whatever your generation is, but I think we can all agree Mario Kart 8 is just the best Mario Kart game. Now, I can't act like I'm all, you know, just saying it's it's the best game. I, too, had some great nostalgia with it. I was, I think, 9 when Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U came out. So, that was, like, a part of my childhood. So, yeah, I would say it does get some nostalgia brownie points, but it is also just the best Mario Kart game. Specifically, you know, between Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, it's the same game, but, like, if I had to pick one, I guess I'm picking Deluxe. It's just better, so... And then, finally, Zach Hurdy says, Hey, Max, I have a couple questions on Animal Crossing, as I am a fan of Animal Crossing. Awesome sauce. One, why do you think Nintendo has focused less on Animal Crossing in recent years? I think it's like any game. Like, for example, like, as of right now, you know, Nintendo has no no focus on Kirby right now. Because they put out a Kirby game in 2021. They also had, last year, Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. It's just when... You know, games release, there's a few-year gap in between Game 1 and Game 2. With Animal Crossing, if you look at the history, before Animal Crossing New Leaf, there was no, like, in-between. So, you had Animal Crossing GameCube, I believe, four years later? Five years? Because if Animal Crossing GameCube, call it the GameCube version, came out in 2000. 2001? 2001. Somewhere in that range, right? Animal Crossing Wild World, if I have my timeline correct, was 2004, so three-year gap. City Folk, oh my, my timelines are so, my memory is bad. I think Animal Crossing City Folk was 2008 or 9 or 10, and then New Leaf was 20. Guys, I can't, I can't remember anything. I think it was 12 or 13. So, point is, there's just like a few year gaps in between Animal Crossing games. Now, we are rapidly approaching the four-year anniversary for Animal Crossing New Horizons. We should hear something soon about the next Animal Crossing game, but it's just their normal take in a gap. They're working on the next game as we speak right now. Like, as I speak, they're programming some code. I'm kidding. They're probably not, because... In Japan, it's like 4 a.m., so I would hope they're not working on the game as I speak, but, you know, it's being worked on during this time period. So that's kind of why. And then if you could decide everything in the next Animal Crossing game completely how you want it, what would you make it like? What features and what would you call it? Bit of an extensive question. I can give you some features that I would want. I would want mostly just quality of life stuff. Like bulk crafting. I don't want to sit there and take an hour just to craft 50 pieces of fish bait. When what I should be able to do is hit, I want to make 50 of this item. Craft. And then take 5 seconds. Bulk crafting. Make things easier on us. Uh, quality of life things like... I have to, like, really go back to Animal Crossing New Horizons. What were some of the quality of life? Here, here, here. When, when you villager hunt with Nook Mile tickets, don't make us go back to the airport every single ticket. Make us be able to go 
from Nook Mile Island to another Nook Mile Island. My Animal Crossing New Horizons villager hunters will get me there. Or even just things like better online play. Guys, believe me, I have 2,000 hours in the, in the you know Animal Crossing, and I have done countless streams that are now privated on Animal Crossing New Horizons. The online play is terrible. It's so bad. You cannot... Guys, it takes... Not exaggerating. Maybe like 25 minutes to get all eight people on one island. And get this. If one person disconnects or leaves, everyone has to see like a one-minute-long cutscene of that person leaving and the game loading. It's really bad. It's bad. It's bad. Once again, it's bad. Animal Crossing New Leaf was awesome, but New Horizons is bad for online play. Make that better. Fix it up. That's what I would want. But guys, that is it for the Mario Matter episode number 77. I hope that you all did enjoy. We will have a guest next week, I believe. Did, did, they, ever, did they ever respond? They didn't respond to me. But I, I, I believe they're locked in. I believe they're locked in uh, to come on the show next week. Yeah, they, they didn't respond. But that's okay. Give them time. Give them a few hours. They're all good. Uh, we will be talking with them next week about whatever comes up. If we have big news next week, me and our guest will discuss it. And I will reveal who the guest is next week if they uh, are able to come on the show. And if they are not able to, I will be scrambling to find somebody new. Uh, but I'm just doing what I can to get a guest on the show. Not in my hands. But that's okay. If you did enjoy, leaving us a five-star re review on Apple or Spotify is very much appreciated. We will we, we would love you forever if you did so. And uh, I mean, even just your listenership is that is that like like the the term? Your your listenership is very much appreciated. That is more than enough. We thank you for that. With that said, we hope to see you back here next Saturday for even more Nintendo news and fun, jolly goodness and all the cool things that the kids like. I'll see you all next Saturday for even more N Nintendo fun times. Yes. Adios.